Welcome to Seder Stories, the official podcast of Holy Cross Athletics, presented by UMass Memorial Health. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to not only a new fall season and athletic competition season here at Holy Cross, but also a new season of the Seder Stories podcast. My name is Sarah Kirkpatrick. I'm the Associate Director of Media Relations here at Holy Cross, and I am so excited today to be joined by some fantastic people who are members of the Holy Cross football team. There is a lot of buzz surrounding this team. They're coming off back-to-back Patriot League championships, and there's also a lot of talent returning for the Crusaders. And I have some of that talent here with me today. If you're a Holy Cross football fan, then you absolutely know these guys. We have fifth-year senior wide receiver Tenyo Ayeni and senior linebacker Liam Anderson. And of course, head coach now in his fourth season with the team, Bob Chesney. Thanks for joining us today, guys. And let's just go ahead and dive right in. Uh, Coach Chesney, you know, just to get the question right out of the way, it's going to be the word you hear a lot as the fall goes on. That word's three-peat. Not sure if that's a a real word, but we'll make it a word. Um, It's probably a word you don't want to hear too much. Um, There's no doubt how high these expectations are for this team. Um, Just given the back-to-back championships, being named preseason favorites again, um, I guess, how do you just tune out that noise and just focus on yourselves? Well, I think expectations are very high for us, but it's more about being high in our day-to-day you know, life here on campus, right? So it's about having high expectations in the weight room, high expectations in the meeting room, high expectations um, you know, on the field. So there's really not a whole lot you know, that we want to leave to chance when we walk into uh, that stadium on game day, right? Three-peat's fine to throw it around. I think that it's not necessarily anything we talk a whole lot about. We understand it's it's hard to go back-to-back. It's nearly impossible to three-peat. I, don't, I think there's one other team that's done it in the history of this league, so I just don't, you know, I don't think it's something we want to even focus on. We want to focus on being able to do it really, uh, you know, one day at a time and be able to just be our best, you know, wake up in the morning, be excited to get out of bed, you give us a chance to understand that we get to go play this, this game. You know, this is in the end of game. It's a, you know, a sport that we love a whole lot with people that we love a whole lot. And I think the ability to go out there and just compete every single day is something that we expect of ourselves. And we do um, hold those the expectations very, very high. So I think this is, this is one thing that I'm just impressed with this team their ability to battle every single day and then to watch, you know, the, the ebbs and flows of this, you know, we keep score of almost every single thing we do and to watch the defense be up and then the offense come back with a four, nothing day and the defense then come back with a four, nothing day. And it just the battling back and forth, like you, nobody on this team, no coach on the staff, no equipment manager, no trainer, nobody can relax, right? We need to be able to keep our foot on the gas and we need to be able to, um, you know, just give every single thing we got. So it's, fun to watch you've been at a bunch of these practices but these guys I think really love being around each other and I know that they love this game so this is one thing that their expectations are very high on a personal day-to-day level and that's that's where that will remain. Liam and Tenio how has the team been responding to this pressure um, or does it feel like pressure at all Liam do you want to start with that? Sure so um, I think kind of like how coach Chesney's been saying like every single practice is a battle and, you know, we have competes in every single practice that kind of keeps your mind uh, a little preoccupied to be thinking about any sort of pressure outside of the team that uh, we have on that field every single day. So um, for me personally, I know I can speak on behalf of some of the other guys, especially on the defensive side. We're not really worried about the outside noise at all or pressure. I mean, the only thing that we can really feel pressure from is getting better every day. 
you know, if we had a mistake that we made in yesterday's practice, then I guess the only pressure uh, for us that day is just, you know, getting better or fixing that mistake that we made the other day. So uh, not really too much pressure. Um, I'd say probably just going through uh, this preseason camp and getting uh, the best we can um, and improving every day is kind of the only pressure that we're feeling. Yeah, to uh, piggyback off Liam, it really just comes down to it's us versus us. Uh, like he said, you know, he knows a, a couple guys on the defense have the same type of mindset towards it, but really with the whole team, you know, we really emphasize not paying attention to any of the outside noise, any of the outside media, really just going out there every day, pushing the needle 1% every day, because if you're pushing it 1% every day, then you've accomplished something in some certain, certain type of way. So uh, just uh, focusing on, you know, it's us versus us, going out there and competing, uh, making sure that uh, we keep the competition high. So we're pushing ourselves offense versus defense every single day. It's, uh, it's uh, putting us in the right spots uh, to be able to make the certain plays that we need to be making and uh, go through with everything that we need to be going through as a team. Coach Chesney, I know you've talked a lot in a bunch of different interviews about this past COVID season and so many things being out of your control, things you having to adapt on the fly, which with a sport with so many little details can be really tough, I'd imagine. Um, how do you think the challenges of this past spring challenged you as a coach and how do you think you grew as a coach heading into this season? I think the, the flexibility, you know, a flexibility and discipline and the ability to adapt and overcome. Those are the things that just stand out to me. Uh, just take, for instance, when we got into football camp here, one of the Sundays we had a, a fire alarm or a fire test that was going on. We were not aware of the school didn't want us to be aware of it. And we had to take our meetings virtual. You know, there was just not nobody even skipped the beat. It didn't nothing mattered. We're, we're I think we're learned flexibility. We learned the ability to just be ready for almost anything and then to be able to dominate whatever is thrown our way. So, you know, there, I, I spoke about it so many times already, but I don't, I think what might've been lacking in the physical part of that four game season, even though it was played over 11 weeks, that four game season, the emotional toll that that kind of took on us to just not know, to be giving everything you got and not know what tomorrow will bring. That's a life lesson really in and of itself, right? Is we're not promised anything, right? So it's a matter of making the most of the moment you're in. And I think that's what I love about, you know, these, these guys that the discipline that they went through that last semester with, and honestly, the discipline that they're going to have to go through this next semester with, you know, are things that no other college um, student athlete or student has ever had to deal with. You know, I, I don't think unless you go, I don't know where you go back in time to figure out who else has have ever had to do this. I think it's a different, you know, time with a different generation, but there are people that are prepared for it and understand, you know, what's at stake. And I, I've never been more proud of, honestly, a football team than watching them go through and do what they did and what they're going to continue to have to do to keep this program intact. But there are so many great lessons that came from it. So many positive experiences that came from it because the positive showed up, you know, in the face of the most negative moments that we could have you know, wrapped it around. And instead we, we chose, you know, to say, this is out of our control. We're going to do our best to make the most of it. And that really is just really one of our core, you know, pillars of, you know, what we believe in on this program. And I, in this, in, in this program, and I just think it's, it's awesome to watch it when it actually, you know, starts to be lived. And that's what we just went through. And that's what we're going to continue to go through, but the lessons that we've, we've learned uh, and, and probably the biggest thing, having it taken away from you, I think puts you in a situation where you just really 
cherish, you know, what was what you're missing. Some people had to do that through injury. And I think every time you come back, usually when an individual comes back from an from an injury, what they learn and uh, how much more they love that that sport is just it's different. Right. But as a whole team, it was taken away from us. So I think we all, you know, really understood, um, you know, what was lost and, and what is left to be gained. And that's what we keep our eye on each and every day. I think that's a good segue into something I wanted to ask Tenio about. Um, I know Tenio is the team first guy, doesn't like talking about himself too much, but I just want to talk about, I know you've had your fair share of injuries and I'm sure that was pretty tough for you last season to already a challenging season for the team as a whole, but you kind of having to sit on the sideline and, and kind of watch as, as the team was en route to a championship. Um, I guess, how excited are you to be back out there and chasing another title back on the field? Oh uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm extremely excited. Uh, but I think uh, in injury, uh, there's beauty in a lot of things, and uh, to be able to be on the sideline and to be able to witness a lot of things that were going on, it really really helped me grow as a leader, um, as a teammate, also as like an older brother to a lot of these young guys. You know, it's not just uh, it's not just your football, not just your football buddy at times up here. You know, it's a really really tight knit group, and so um, it put a lot of things in perspective of how I should go about, you know, being a, a leader on the team and how I should use my voice and how I should help and guide and aid uh, a lot of uh, a lot of my teammates when, you know, when that time presents itself. And so just being able to be on the field and, and put those two things together now in that sense, uh, it's helping uh, a lot of more things click for me. So that core of receivers as a whole was pretty dinged up in the spring, um, just as far as injuries and kind of lack of availability there. Um, how, how, how does having everyone back and healthy kind of really add another dynamic element to this offense? Um, Tenio, what do you think about that? Oh, um, injuries are part of the game, of course. You know, no one says you play football and you come out unscathed. Um, but I'd say that uh, just having the competition back, being able to push each other every single day, taking care of each other, uh, you know, talking through things, seeing things, everybody sees things a little bit differently. So being able to really have that group all, you know, all on the same track and uh, pushing towards uh, this goal that we have. Uh, it's been uh, it's been a good uh, it's been a good experience. And Coach Chesney, what does having that added depth back bring to your team? I think the competition, right? It brings competition, but then also it provides you the ability to, you know, execute all the pass game and the things that you want to do in practice where we could not do, you know, in the, in the latter half of last year, you know, we were, we were pretty thin on numbers. So a lot of the stuff we were doing, we had to be very, very cautious of just sort of burning people out, but to have that depth really in all positions, you know, is, is really important for us to execute and uh, not have to slow down, you know, uh, practices in preparation for the game. And let's just talk more about the offense beyond just the receivers. Um, why don't you just give me your elevator pitch on the Holy Cross offense? What do you say is the biggest strength of this offense? And, and what are some areas where you're still kind of continuing to grow? Well, I think we're, we're always going to continue to grow. But I just think right now when I watch the offensive line, I mean, that's got to be they, they have to be the, the strong point of your offense. Otherwise, I think you're you can't throw the ball and you can't run the ball. Right. So to, to be able to look across the board and know that we did lose two very good offensive linemen, but two that did not play all the games last year. Right. And to watch guys step in in their place, especially against like the number one team in the country at that point in time. Um, you know, that's a lot of experience that they gained at that moment. So that that to me is sort of where it all starts. But then you go into that backfield and you go to, you know, the receiver position, you go to quarterback. It's dynamic as I think it's ever been here in, you know, in, in my recollection of it. And then I think now the tight end position, too. Right. There's just a different mentality at that position at this moment right now. 
now that is really exciting to know that they can help in the run game, but also know that they're threats in the pass game. I don't think we're you're going to find us to be a one-dimensional offense by any means. I think the ball is going to move downfield. I think the ball is going to get in the right people's hands. I think the, you know, the, the right people are going to make some people miss. And then in the run game, I think it's going to be blocked up well. And there's just going to be an added toughness to, you know, to what we got going on right now. I just watched the growth of these young men um, in all of those positions and their understanding of what their job description is. And then to be able to take that job description and elevate it a little further is what we're watching, you know, each and every single day right now. So we're not there yet, but at the same time, uh, it's really exciting to watch. But if I was to to talk about it, I would say I don't think there's any you, there's not there's nothing that if you stop this one player that I think we're going to say, oh, my gosh, this is done for us. Right. Like, I think there's enough um, there's enough really ability for us to spread the ball around um, that I think that we're going to be in a, a good position of being able to diversify this offense as opposed to just being one dimensional. And Liam, speaking from the defensive end of things, what's it been like to have to defend these guys in practice? Yeah, I mean, offense that we play against every single day gets us a whole lot better as a from a defensive uh, perspective. Um, I think Coach Rope and the rest of the offense does a lot of great things that we don't really see that often in the rest of our league and um, especially on the national level. So um, just uh, giving our, our defense like a lot of different looks, a lot of different uh, schemes that, you know, you know, maybe not every single team in the Patriot League is uh, is doing so. Um, we, we like to think that we see it all, especially in camp, and that helps us uh, prepare to basically see, uh, you know, whatever we end up facing later down the line. So um, just watching tape back and uh, like we'll be like week five, week seven, and we'll play a team that, you know, does a certain uh, run play that we know that our offense does and we can watch back and uh, look at film and see how we defended our own offense. So helps us in uh, preparation for some of those teams that might be doing something a little bit unique. All right, we're just going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we'll discuss the defense and a whole lot more. Run, roll, walk. Massachusetts is getting moving again. And UMass Memorial Healthcare is here to do our part. Push, pull. We're the region's leader in orthopedics with more doctors, more expertise, and more locations than anyone else. Stir, kick, get moving again with UMass Memorial Healthcare's orthopedics experts. Jig. Job. Appointments available now. Call 855 UMass MD. UMass Memorial Healthcare, a proud sponsor of Holy Cross Athletics. At Wegmans, we've packed our fresh and delicious salads with incredible flavor. Each one is made with our very best ingredients, like fresh greens, imported cheeses, and our signature dressings. We've packed big, delicious flavor into every bite for salads that are endlessly good. All right, now we're going to flip to the defensive side. Uh, Coach Chesney, you already gave me your elevator pitch about the offense. Now, why don't you give me your elevator pitch on the defense? I mean, one of the strongest defenses in the league, probably the strongest defense in the league. I know I'm a little biased. Uh, but you have some really talented players coming back, some really talented young guys. Can you just run through that group's strengths? Well, I think the multiplicity will be the strengths, right? I think that you're looking at Liam here, you know, with us and there's, you know, he can play many different positions. You know, he, he 
majors as a linebacker, but at the same point, he can be a rush defensive end. He could go back and, and cover a half in, in the field if he needs to. There's a lot that he brings to the table, I think. Uh, but he's not the only one. When you run through the, the rest of that group, um, there's some, you know, great experience. And then there's some young guys that are just really fighting, you know, to get their opportunity. And I love watching those guys every single day come out there prepared, excited. And uh, once in a while, that light shines on them and it's neat to watch them, you know, start to make their moves. So um, there's a lot in there. I think that there's not we don't you know, just base out of one defense only with only one coverage. There's quite a bit that we're trying to do. And again, we want to be as diversified on that side of the ball as we possibly can as well. We don't ever want to just line up and say, this is, this is the guy you got to stop on offense. This is the guy on defense, or this is what they do on defense. And in special teams, they keep it very basic. That's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to maximize everybody's talents and put them in positions to be successful. Um, and then try, try to protect weaknesses until those weaknesses become strengths. And I think that right now, as I watch their pursuit to the football, as I watch their you know ability and desire to take the ball away, and as I watch just their overall mental and physical toughness, you know, just continues to get better and better every single day. So, um, you know, I think, you know, they're a sound uh, multiple mentally and physically tough football team that will be opportunistic uh, when when their when their number is called. So I think when that ball shows up on the ground or in an area that we can come down with it, um, you know we're getting better at, at you know making the most of those opportunities. Again, we're still not there yet, but but that's what what these practices lead you to uh, slowly become. Liam, in your eyes, just what makes this defense as a whole so good? I think, uh, you know, Coach Chesney said it is, is uh, our experience that we have on that side of the ball. I mean, I think uh, the past at the end of the past two seasons, I mean, everybody's been saying that we're, you know, up and up and coming defense, a very young defense. And now we're starting to flip the coin to being the experience side of things. So um, I think just, you know, we got a lot of older guys that have kind of seen it all, have a lot of game experience. And, uh, you know, we kind of take that experience and, you know, um, just you know, try to put it all on the field and try to chase that perfect game from a defensive side of things, which I think uh, is something that we have a good chance of doing um, this season. Um, uh, other than that, I just I just think that, you know, we have a lot of uh, guys on our team that are just very athletic from that side of the, uh, the ball as well. And we're starting to, you know, put in new things that we might have not done the past two years just because of we're so experienced. So, um, you know, just being experienced. And, you know, I think that's the main thing from the defensive side of the ball that, uh, you know, makes us stand out. Tenio, same question I asked Liam earlier, but how does it make all of you guys on offense better players to have to face this defense in practice? It's great, actually. Um, something that uh, we talk about as uh, receivers is our defense has this flock mentality and they're just everywhere all the time flying around. And so if you know if you're not on your P's and you and your Q's, uh, you might find yourself in a in a difficult situation or a tight spot. So um, them really pushing to be the best defense that they can be uh, really pushes us to be the best offense that we can be. And um, you know, iron sharpens iron. So uh, when we go at it head to head, it's kind of like poetry in motion. All right, Coach Chosen, we'd be remiss not to discuss special teams as well between your kicker, Derek Eng, and your punter, Patrick Hogney. You guys have some extra weapons there. So how do those two and your special teams core as a whole really give you that extra edge and extra confidence in a game? 
Well, I think that's the one thing that we sort of hung our hat on definitively the, the past couple of years, right? To have some blocked kicks, have some fake punts to, you know, turn those into points and touchdowns and extra possessions are really things that we're, you know, really all about. Like we, we start every single morning, you know, with special teams. When we go on the road, the punt team meets first. You know, there's just the, a, a certain emphasis put on you know, the special teams, right? And I think that it will always be the case here. And I think, uh, you know, those, both those guys, Pat Hogney and Derek Ng are very, very good. As you know, Derek, you know, came on the scene and is, you know, I think one of his first kicks ever is a extra point in, in double overtime to win the game against Yale a couple of years ago. And, and he's never looked back since. And then Pat's, you know, starting to come into his own again, like, like many things I just mentioned, we're not there yet. He's not there yet, but he's getting closer every single day. He's, you know, tweaking things and becoming more and more consistent. And I just really like watching, um, you know, the, the emphasis that our team puts on, on special teams, you know, there's not, we're not out there in just a special teams period jogging through it. This, we want it to be as game-like as possible. And we put those guys, in a lot of pressure situations and they're just continuing to respond but without them honestly there's this program's not really this program so as much as we talk about the offense and defense that special teams is really sort of the tie that binds it all together and puts us in a situation i think in the past we probably won over the past three years probably three or four games just because of special teams alone and we're going to need that again moving forward so you know proud of their effort proud of the way everybody takes that seriously and there's not you know you have to try to you know, take people off of special teams. You know, we're not looking to the sideline and hoping, you know, and wondering who will play this. Everybody wants to have a piece of that. And that's really important. One of the highlights coming up this season is going to be this game down at Polar Park in downtown Worcester coming up on October 23rd against Colgate. Um, I know, Tanya, you got to throw out kind of a, a unique first pitch there a few weeks ago with your other fifth-year seniors. Um, and I've just kind of gathered a lot of buzz and excitement from the whole team about this game. Um, Tanya, just how exciting is this for you guys to have this opportunity for this unique game and also just to connect with the Worcester community even more than just any other game at Fit and Field? Uh, yeah, it's exciting. Um, I think uh, from a team standpoint, you know, we go into that game and it's it's just another game in another setting. But uh, for uh, for that uh, state-of-the-art, you know, facility, that stadium to be built and uh, for them to choose Holy Cross to be able to go in there and represent Worcester, uh, it's a great uh, – it's a great opportunity to have um, as a team and, um, you know, to be able to have the community come out there and uh, support us. Uh, it's something that I know a lot of the guys are looking forward to. Coach Chesney, how do you kind of approach a game with kind of buzz and, and excitement like this while also keeping in mind that it's actually also, a, you know, a very important Patriot League contest? Yeah, I mean, we, we approach it like all the others, right? It's the most important game that we'll play, you know, that week. So I think it's it has to have that same focus on it. We have to walk into, again, each and every practice. I, I don't think our guys are – it doesn't really matter where we're playing a game. I think there is – a certain, you know, desire to be at home on fit and field, but if it's not, it, it will play wherever. Right. And so, you know, away games will, will play wherever against whoever. I think we're in a position right now that we just love playing this game. I think we just love being out there with each other and just really value any moment we have out there. So I think the venue will be cool. I think it'll be, it presents a, a interesting, um, you know, just, uh, logistics with both teams being on the same sideline. And there's a couple things that we'll just have to rehearse and practice and make sure we're prepared for, but there, uh, there's a lot of good to come out of it. I think that, you know, 
that is a, a brand new ballpark, you know, uh, and I believe, you know, before they showed up in town, we were probably the premier team in this, in this town for many years over the past. So to watch this, you know, resurgence of this football program at the same time, there's a, a new start to, you know, this, this baseball team. Uh, I think it's just kind of a perfect timing, you know, for something like this, you know, the beginning of what's, what's about to be the future here and the beginning of what's the future there. I think it's just an interesting moment in time where there's a lot of just great momentum uh, in this town surrounding both, uh, both ball clubs, us and, and them. And I just, I'm excited about uh, what the future holds, but this is a, a pretty neat match that's made. Uh, again, there are a few logistics we got to square away, but other than that, we're excited to, to get over there. Liam, I know you also used to actually be a pretty good baseball player. Is that is that going to be kind of a weird crossover for you playing this game? Yeah, I mean, can't say I've ever played uh, football on a baseball diamond before, but definitely looking forward to it. I mean, again, like Tenio said, it's a great opportunity for the entire community to come together and surround Holy Cross football. So really looking forward to it. It's going to be a fun game. And of course, beyond Polar Park, there are four other games that are going to be played here on our campus at Fit and Field. And I know with COVID restrictions this past spring, the attendance was really limited. But this fall, we'll be back to what I think feels like a true football game day environment on campus. Um, how important is that kind of game day environment at Fit and Field to the success of your team? Um, Coach, you want to start with that? Yeah, I think being back here at home, right, with, again, the community, the students, you know, all the the families, you know, their, their friends, everybody that comes to town here, you know, watching those tailgate lots and just, you know, feeling the energy from them is, is very, very important. Again, I, another positive of COVID, you know, we played a final game where we had zero fans, right? So I think that at the same point, we understand that that support is absolutely needed. That support is so very much appreciated, but we've been through uh, situations where we've had none of it. And I think that we know that we can rely on each other, you know, and, and just be able to get it done in, in that regard. But there is an extra bonus, you know, and you can feed off of that and put a little bit more um, just a little bit more heat on the other side of that field. You know, there's moments in time where uh, that game gets decided where we all in the stadium know that that's the moment that decided it. And I think that's always a, a pretty cool feeling when all of your work and all of your energy and all of your effort is shared, by, not only by those on the field, but the family, friends and, and students and everybody else in the stand. So it's, you know, very much needed for us. And, uh, you know, it's good to have the opportunity to be back home with all of them. How about for you guys? How excited are you to kind of have a, a more dynamic game day environment at Fit and Field? I'll start, I guess. Um, well, video, video board too, all that stuff, right? Yeah, video board. Really looking forward to seeing uh, some of the fun stuff that we did earlier, past couple of weeks that show up on that. That'll be fun. But uh, for me, yeah, I mean, like Coach Chesney said, I mean, it's completely different atmosphere playing with no fans to playing with friends and family. And those stands that you know you, that they uh, that you have their support at all times. I mean, for me, I think back to 2019 season when we were playing Georgetown, uh, basically for the title, and we had sealed the game late in that fourth quarter, and we were going out for a kickoff, and it was like energy that we hadn't felt before, you know, at that stadium for a very long time. So hopefully, we get it back to a level like that again. Um, I know. Uh, the rest of the rest of the guys are really looking forward to seeing a bunch of fans out there. And it, it really uh, raises our level of play, whether uh, the fans know it or not. Yeah, I would say uh, I would say, you know, the energy and the the effort, it's always there within the team. But um, just like Coach Chesney said, just like Liam said, 
having that uh, sea of purple and white and them all on that home side and uh, going up into the horseshoe, it uh, it brings a, it brings just an extra emphasis to, you know, what you're doing out there and how hard you're actually pushing. And um, it brings a lot of the, a lot of the guys together and uh, it just, it rocks when it rocks, it rocks. So it's a great feeling. And Tenio, I know you talked a little bit about this earlier, but just to circle back to it, how do you think you've grown as a leader for this team and kind of what leadership example are you trying to set for your teammates? Uh, yeah, so earlier I had mentioned, um, you know, it's it's teammates on uh, on pen and paper, but, you know, it, it, they're literally your brothers. And so um, there's a certain aspect to that. You know, you never want to lead your brother uh, down a path that, you know, you feel is not the path that you would take on your own. And uh, one thing that uh, I've been trying to emphasize is, you know, 15 seconds of negativity uh, it can't, or 15 seconds of like maybe a negative play or, or um, something that, you know, didn't go your way. It can't be something that completely dictates the entire day or the entire practice, but also how contagious positivity is, either if it is going your way or it's not going your way, you know, to have someone next to you, pushing you, letting you know that like, yo, no, we got to do this or we got to get this done or like, you got this one more rep. Um, just making that more of the team norm um, it's really, really uh, helped me as a player grow myself. But um, you can see that, like, when you have that type of mentality and you have that type of drive and that push, um, how it brings a lot of the teammate, how a lot of your teammates together, and uh, it causes this little bit of a domino effect. And uh, a domino effect of positivity is only positivity. So um, I think that's one of the main focuses that I've had uh, in terms of leadership. Liam, how about you? How do you think you've grown as a leader over the last couple of years and what kind of example are you trying to set for your teammates? Yeah, I think uh, since my freshman year, watching the older guys that were leaders on the defense before me, like uh, Ryan Brady when I was a freshman or Chris Riley when I was a sophomore and kind of like following in their footsteps, really watching how they've led the defense and trying to learn from that. I mean, I think uh, coming in as a senior this, this, uh, this fall camp, you know, you have a bunch of freshmen that never have really experienced college football before and they don't really know how to practice or really know how to go day to day or you might be getting through some of the dog days of fall camp and you know they might be getting a little bit down on themselves and we've all been there so I think for me it's been uh, setting examples for those guys and uh, you know really just pushing them every day and trying to teaching them how to be a college football player or at least a successful college football player in that regard so um, I think really just taking the young guys under, under uh, my wing and you know, I know the older guys on the defensive side are also doing it as well. So um, kind of just taking care of those younger guys and teaching them, you know, how to be successful. Is. Coach Chesney, how have you seen not only these two right here, but all of your older guys, your veterans, step up as leaders in their own right? Well, I think there's just been a significant uh, change in the culture, you know, on this the football team. I think in day one, uh, Tenia was in in the meeting when we all sat down and talked and then we had guys like Ryan Brady and Chris Riley stay after and we just you know said what what is it that's ailing this team you know this that was supposed to be the best year maybe in the history of the school and, and it fell a little bit flat and when we went through and talked about it what we found was that it just people didn't love the game people were just here to kind of get through their four years and get ready for life after football and, and life during football wasn't wasn't the focal point or the things that they were very excited about and then all of a sudden 
you know, you get to where we are here today and the whole world changes, right? Like the, the way that the excitement that they have, the brotherhood that they have. And, you know, that starts with them. This is not my team. This is not any, you know, coaches team. This is, you know, their team. And I think it's really important that we laid out the blueprints of what we believe to lead to a successful program. We laid out through their own you know, information of what they believe a, a great teammate to be. We've laid out many different things that we've all agreed on. And now we're just being able to, you know, stay on that, on that path. Right. And, and make sure as someone falls off track, we kind of nudge them back on a little bit. And uh, sometimes you can't help them. Sometimes they fall a little too far off and they want to stay off and we just, you know, we got to keep moving. So I love the way that they handle really each other. They're great, you know, leaders to these young guys of showing them the way. Uh, the young guys come in and they want to win and they want to win right away, but they may not know the work that these guys put in to get to this moment in time of where we are. And I think, you know, they don't, you know, throw that in their faces, but they show them the way as opposed to just talk the way, you know, I think that's very, you know, drastically different than year one when we got here. And I think, you know, their, their ownership of this and their leadership, and again, their leaders by example, which is probably way, way more important than by talk. Right. And I think that's what I see. These are men of action that understand what's at stake, right? Understand the the road they need to travel to get there. And they won't let anybody kind of fall off on their own. They'll pull them back in, uh, but they also won't let anybody get in their way. And I think that is the thing to me that that I'm most proud of when I watch them. This is clearly a player-led team. And, and when you have a player-led team, that's one thing that I think as coaches, um, you know, you could focus on some other stuff that's a little bit more, you know, maybe more important to game day or to, to scheme or to whatever it might be. You're not stuck in the weeds of trying to, you know, get everybody on the same page. When the players handle that, you know, you end up in a pretty good spot. And I think that's what we have here today. First game of the season is this upcoming Saturday, September 4th at the University of Connecticut. Big matchup against an FBS opponent on the road. Um, looking at the test you're going to face against UConn, um, Coach, what are you looking forward to the most in that game? I'm just looking for these guys to have a chance to highlight how hard they've worked up to this point in time. I'm looking, you know, and look really looking forward to those moments during the game where there could be a fracture point, right? Where we could be reaching, you know, our limit in some way. And I'm looking to see them fight through that. I'm looking to see how someone's head goes down a little bit and someone's there to pick them up. I'm looking to see them celebrating together. I'm looking to see, you know, all those things that define what great football programs are. And, uh, you know, I'm looking to see that on, on a really play-by-play -play and situation-by-situation -situation, uh, moment in time. I, I think the score will take care of itself, right? That is something that our preparation will lead us to, you know, whatever's whatever's meant to be at that moment. But, but as that, again, light continues to shine on these guys, do they make the most of it? And how do they handle each other, not only physically, but mentally? How do they handle the opponent physically and mentally? Uh, there's a lot in there, you know, the, the the ability to be on that sideline and be intentional with what they're doing, them to be able to have that mental and physical toughness, right? And then the within the lines, you know, getting that ball back and holding on to that ball, you know, and, and doing the things that we talk about on a day-to-day -day basis. But I really am excited to just see you know, all of this work, right? You know, all of this work be put to such a major test. Um, it's pretty exciting to think about, you know, the possibilities. And it's pretty exciting to, to think about just how each of them are going to react and at what moments they will need each other because they will need each other, right? And I think that's going to be going to be pretty exciting to watch. All right, I'm going to throw a little bit of a different question at you guys. But if you had to come up with three words that describe the identity of your team right now, what would those words be? I don't know if there's anyone who has who wants to start kind of threw that one right at you. Yeah, uh, 
three words. I, I mean, I, I can think of, I think I can think of two. Actually, no, no, no. I, I think I have three. Um, I'd say uh, motivated is one for sure. Um, ambitious. And then I would say also the leadership ability, not just within the old guys, but also the young guys. Um, the, uh, the packed mentality that the team has in terms of taking care of each other and uh, making sure that, you know, no one is left behind um, in a sense. It really, really creates a drive and a sense of purpose. And I believe it allows us to really push to be our best on and off the field as uh, Holy Cross football players, but also as Holy Cross uh, students. Um, just the little things uh, that, you know, maybe not a lot of people will notice, but um, that you want to do to uphold your community, but also uphold the, the representation of your football team. Um, I think uh, through fifth year senior all the way down to freshman, um, motivated, ambitious, and uh, just a, a great sense of leadership, whether it's coming from the oldest guy or the youngest guy, is uh, something that's uh, a real focal point on the team. Liam, I saw you counting on your fingers. I don't know if you came up with three yet. Do you have three words that describe the identity of the team right now? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know if you can really put our team into three exact words, but I have a couple of ones, and they relate back to Coach Chesley's core values that he says every single day, and that's probably, you know, being attentive, positivity, and then urgency, which is, you know, something that we think of, something, some words that we think about every single day, whether that be on the field or off the field. So, um, I mean, again, Coach Chesley says it every day, kind of uh, brands it into our brains every single day. So I think that's really uh, – you know, been ingrained into every single guy here. So I think that's a good reflection of uh, our team. I like those. I like those, but I have three others myself and I have that. I think, you know, there's going to be confidence, right? Spirit. And then there's going to be mental and physical toughness. So they're going to be a confident group. They're going to be spirited, right? They're going to love what they're doing and do it with everything they got. And then there's toughness and that toughness is, you know, both mental and physical toughness that I'm excited to watch. Um, their resolve is awesome. You know, you think about those games that, that many counted us out from day one when we got here in that Colgate game, it was 28 nothing at halftime. And we almost came back and, and got it done to the Georgetown when we were down by a whole bunch and blocked two kicks to, to win it. You know, they're, they're never out. These guys are never, ever out. But I think confident, uh, spirited and tough. Those are those are three to me that just continually show up day in and day out all right and it's just one more question to kind of wrap this thing up and i'm going to ask all of you but i know it's kind of easy to get caught up in the success and the day-to-day -day grind of, of what we've all done but when you kind of reflect upon what's been built within this program in really a short amount of time since you guys were freshmen what goes through your mind um liam do you want to start with that one sure i mean um, kind of like what I've alluded to in some of my other answers earlier. I mean, I just think seeing the growth of uh, our team and our program from my freshman year to now has really been, you know, night and day. Um, I came in as a freshman and kind of like co how Coach Tessie was saying earlier, I mean, there was kind of, uh, you know, we wanted to win, but we weren't doing things that kind of reflected what we were saying and saying that we wanted to win. So I think, you know, Going from freshman year to now, I, I really think, you know, the culture has just been so built up to this point where it's like, if you're not on the train, then 
get off. And I think everybody knows that. And, you know, it's, it's kind of cool to see how as, as a senior right now, we have young guys coming in and they kind of get, you know, they get the point, you know, from day one. So it's been cool to see. And I know that not that, uh, oh, that, that wasn't always the case in years prior with uh, some of the other classes, but it's cool to see that, you know, everybody kind of understands that now. And, um, you know, we're just trying to build off of that. Tanya, how about you? Yeah, I'd say, uh, I mean, I think it's hard to follow what Liam just said because he kind of hit it on the, on the head. Um, but I'd just say uh, the hunger that's on the team. Um, I feel like um, not one person isn't on the same page. Um, and I, like, like Liam was saying, that, that used to not be the case. Um, so uh, just the fact that, you know, everybody is pushing towards the same goal um, in unison. Uh, it's, uh, it's great to, to see how it transformed itself into what it has become and also what it can continue to become and continue to grow as. Um, just how the culture shifted and, uh, you know, how it's, how it's that you're either on the bus or you're off. And if you're off the bus, the bus is going to leave you and you'll be late to school. <laughs> so, uh, no, it's been, uh, it's been really great to, it's been really great to see just the shift in the culture and, and how, uh, how everybody who's on board with what what's going on in the in between the walls and on the field, um, they're just they're hunger driven, you know, focused on that one goal, knowing that you have a target on your back, but not necessarily paying any attention to that, um, and just maintaining your focus and your drive as a whole. Yeah, I, I agree. I think this you know this was this was built you know, by these young men, right? And it's upheld every single day by these young men, right? And I think at one point, you know, I, I bet you that that you could look back and say, yeah, it's a, you know, this is a place I think people would maybe like to go, maybe not. But there was always this idea that, you know, I think in everybody's mind that the grass is a little bit greener somewhere else, right? And I think now, you know, we've gotten this to a place where we all believe that this is the greatest place on earth, right? To play college football, right? And I don't think we just talk about that. I think it's something that we really do believe And the grass isn't greener, you know, necessarily anywhere else. And I think that's pretty exciting when you have those people all motivated, aligned together, right? Again, and when you look at the big picture here, right? From the facilities, education, just go through all those things that come with it. We just had the the 90 wide group here last night, you know, for life after football. And then you think about, again, just the mission that we're currently on and everybody doing it together and understanding they all matter. I think that's probably, you know, where, where it starts to kind of break up and dissolve a little bit when people start thinking they don't matter and they're not making an impact. Everybody, you know, on this team is making an impact in one way or another. And I think it's really important for all of us to understand that, but to be able to wake up every day and say that you're coaching and you're playing is the greatest place in the world to be, you know, a college football athlete or a college football coach is something that we all could be really, really proud of. And that was not the case, you know, years ago, but, but we're slowly, um, you know, living that and continue continuing to build that and, and uphold that um, as the standard and, and reality. So I think it's exciting. You know, the, 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 the past is the past and the future isn't here yet. So it's most important for us to be, you know, dealing with what we deal with on a day-to-day basis. And I think these guys understand that they're driven and uh, I'm really, really excited to just watch, you know, them continue to grow, especially in battle. That'll be, that, that's exciting. Absolutely. I know we're truly looking forward to seeing that continued growth. I know all of our fans listening right now are super excited to see you guys in action soon. 
Of course, you can watch your Crusaders live at Fit and Field this season. Uh, both single game tickets and season tickets are on sale now for the Holy Cross football team. You can purchase both of those by visiting goholycross.com slash tickets. Uh, it was awesome talking to all of you today. Tenya, Liam, Coach Chesney, thanks so much for your time. Um, we hope everyone listening enjoyed the first episode of season three of Seder Stories. If you did, make sure to subscribe on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you did like the show, please be sure to leave us a five-star rating and leave us a review. Reviews are one of the best ways for others to find our show. Thanks again, guys, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Sarah. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Go Satyrs. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sater Stories, presented by UMass Memorial Health. Stay in the loop on all things Holy Cross Athletics at GoHolyCross.com and at GoHolyCross on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Go Cross Go!